this is Dr. Stephanie Hack, the Lady Parts Doctor, and welcome back to the Lady Parts Doctor podcast. As per usual, I am so excited to have you here today and, you know, just to be able to chat with you, talk about things going on, things that are on my mind, okay? So today, well, actually, let's start with last week. Last week, we discussed, or actually, I told you my OBGYN origin story, Everybody has an origin story and it's different depending on what you're talking about. And I talked about my path to becoming an OBGYN and then what made me step away, at least for the moment. And I appreciate all of the feedback. There was so much support and encouragement and sharing of stories. And that's what I really wanted. You know, that podcast, that particular post gave me the opportunity to just write and reflect on my path, where I've been, where I am now and where I want to go. And so I hope by doing that, that exercise for me would also be at least an interesting exercise for you and hopefully a helpful exercise for you. So Thank you again for joining me for that conversation. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it and let me know your thoughts. This week, we're talking about a different topic. And in preparation for Black Maternal Health Week, I thought this would also be appropriate. I read an article in the New York Times yesterday about a woman's experience with going to the doctor. This was a black woman with a history of heart conditions, but otherwise in excellent physical shape. And she began to have severe chest pains and episodes of passing out. Bad, right? I know. I hear this and think, this is not normal. She needs to make an appointment with her PCP, her primary care provider. Knowing her own history, she found a highly recommended cardiologist hundreds of miles from her home and booked a flight to go see him. I hear this and think, okay, you know, that seems a little extreme, but you know, you do what you have to do. As someone willing to travel an hour for a hair appointment, I completely understand flying across the country to see a doctor for my heart. You know, of course, someone so highly recommended is worth it, right? And is sure to solve her medical mystery, except he didn't. Instead, he dismissed her symptoms, gave her a new heart medication, and told her to exercise. What? (laughs) What? That is crazy. That's what I'm thinking, and you might think that to yourself as well. It must be a rare occurrence, except it isn't. Multiple articles in the last few weeks have discussed the term medical gaslighting, in which patients feel that their symptoms are arbitrarily dismissed as insignificant or labeled as primarily psychological by doctors. Man, most of these articles have been published in the last week. I don't know what's going on, right? But this is something that we need to talk about. I didn't need an article to tell me this though. Patients have shared stories with me for years about experiences they had with healthcare providers telling them what they were experiencing was nothing. In certain circumstances, they didn't perform any kinds of testing either. So they didn't even really investigate, right? They just dismissed their concerns. The term gaslight comes from a thriller play from 1938, written by the playwright Patrick Hamilton. Gaslight is the story of a husband who tries to convince his wife that she is insane. 
He disappears without telling her where he's going. He flirts with the servants in front of her and even manages to convince her that she is imagining things when she sees the gaslight, which they use to light the house, dimming. It is ultimately a tale of psychological abuse and toxic masculinity. In the end, karma prevails, but not before leaving her questioning herself. Does that sound familiar? Okay. A dear friend of mine, also a black woman, had a surgery several years ago for fibroids. When she casually mentioned her surgery to me, I instantly went into doctor mode, asking her all kinds of questions about her symptoms and the care. Fortunately, she was happy with the care she received. However, this was after obtaining a second opinion. When she first complained about her heavy periods and feelings of abdominal heaviness, of belly heaviness, her original doctor dismissed her symptoms without even ordering an ultrasound. What? <laughs> I feel like I'm going to keep saying that during this, during this podcast episode. Like, what? Fibroids are so common in women, especially black women, that not ordering an ultrasound is borderline negligent. We'll discuss fibroids more in another post, okay, in another um, podcast episode. But in my practice, we never hesitate to order an ultrasound if it's warranted. And even sometimes I don't think it's warranted, but I'm like, hey, for peace of mind and just to confirm, because sometimes you find things that you weren't expecting. So I was happy to hear that my friend, transferred her care and got the treatment she needed, which happened to be surgery for her. Gaslighting can occur with anyone or any subject, but it is especially common for women and people with lady parts. These experiences tend to happen when we are at our most vulnerable seeking health care. In a recent article published in the Journal of Social Science and Medicine called Uh, an article called Obstetric Gaslighting and the Denial of Mother's Realities. I feel like that's hitting home for some of you. The authors, uh, Fielding Singh and Demoska, performed 46 in-depth interviews with mothers who experienced a traumatic childbirth just to examine how obstetric providers gaslight mothers before during and after childbirth when they deny and thereby destabilize mother's realities. Wow, that's loaded. That's actually an excerpt straight from their study. Through their research, they were able to identify and examine four core types of denials. One, denials of mother's humanity. Mm. Two, denials of mother's knowledge as valid. Oh, goodness. Three, Denials of mother's judgments as rational. And four, denials of mother's feelings as legitimate. Basically, these women were told that what they experienced didn't happen, at least not the way they thought it did, that they deserved whatever did happen, and that they should feel differently about their experiences. Mm, mm, mm. The fact that we must even do this research means we have a lot of work to do. In a similar vein, a popular blog by Dr. Amy Tutier, and I might be butchering her name, but she's a former Harvard OBGYN. Her blog post breaks down the obstetric gaslighting performed by Millie Hill, author of The Positive Birth Book. In response to Hill's statement, and this is from Hill's book, most pregnant women are very scared of labor. 
But by putting all the focus on how painful it is, are we failing to give them the full picture? And in doing so, could we actually be making labor worse? In some sense, setting them up to fail. Dr. Tudor responds stating, you might've thought that the hours you spent in labor were agonizing, but Millie Hill knows better. Denying the reality of women's experiences of agony and trauma in labor is a form of psychological abuse. You can't see it, but that's me clapping. Now I'm all for positivity, but this is a bit extreme, even for me. As someone who has had a scheduled C-section and a successful vaginal birth after cesarean, VBAC, I can honestly say that all of it hurt. Childbirth hurts. It does. It is amazing. It is awesome. It is beautiful. And hurting might not be the prevailing memory for me, but when I look back, I do recall it being painful. I remember when my contractions with my last delivery started and the extreme relief I felt upon obtaining my epidural. That was my experience and no one can take it away from me or tell me I was confused about the actual events that transpired. Patients aren't the only ones who experience medical gaslighting. It happens to healthcare providers as well. I remember calling a former colleague of mine to inform them that I was sending a preterm pregnant patient to the hospital for vaginal bleeding. Rather than demonstrating the same level of concern that I had, they questioned my office examination and my medical decision making. After getting off the phone, shocked and confused, I went, I had to talk to some of my colleagues and I'm like, look, this is a conversation that I just had. Is there something going on? Like, am, am I, is my judgment crazy? Like, I'm so confused as to why they would respond to me like this. After having that conversation, I immediately called them back to inform them that I was indeed sending in the patient for observation, regardless of their opinion. My medical judgment wasn't the one that was questionable. In an article published in Canadian Family Physician one year ago, Dr. Sarah Fraser detailed her own experience with gaslighting during an encounter with one of her colleagues. She discussed how the encounter left her feeling uneasy and small and doubting her own skills. And I think that's an incredibly articulate way to state it. Working as a hospitalist, which is a physician that cares for patients admitted to the hospital, she obtained radiology images of one of her patients that concerned her, and that could have been an X-ray, a CT scan, an MRI, something like that. She quickly consulted a specialist to review the results, and before allowing her to make her case, the specialist interrupted her to inform her that he was very, very busy and determined that her issue was non-urgent. When she finally gathered her composure to address his communication with her, he questioned her years in practice, ultimately questioning her expertise. Mm. While he ultimately apologized, blaming the interaction on being stressed out and overwhelmed, the damage was already done. And that's the thing about gaslighting. Once it's happened, it's hard to forget how it made you feel. Doubting ourselves, questioning ourselves, these are all things we can do without anyone else's help. Even the most confident person isn't confident all the time, and fake it till you make it will only get you so far. With that said, I want to leave you with a few words of encouragement for the next time someone leaves you questioning yourself. Your experience is unique to you. 
No one else needs to experience it in the same way you did for it to have happened. Your feelings are valid because they are your feelings. It's as simple as that. You deserve to speak and live in your truth. And I'm leaving you on those thoughts, okay? Again, this is Dr. Stephanie Hack, the Lady Parts Doctor. Don't forget to subscribe to the blog, the podcast, the YouTube channel, Instagram, Twitter, all of that. And I want to know your stories, so please share them. You can uh, message me at drhack at ladypartsdoctor.com or you can leave a message on the ladypartsdoctor.com website. All right, until next time, take care. Thank you.